Greetings members old and new, and welcome back to the Possibility Department, your one-stop shop for the modern-day occultist. If you find yourself entertaining the possibilities of anything and everything when it comes to the great unknown, then this is the place for you. My name is Luciana and I'll be your host as we dive into what I like to call spiritual and psychological templates for living our lives, interpreting our lives, and creating change in our lives. Take what you like, toss what you don't, and remember that what we talk about on this podcast is just as far-fetched as the concept of any higher power. Alright, let's talk about some weird sh- Hey everyone, and welcome back to the Possibility Department podcast. I have an interview for you today, so if you're listening to the podcast, you can catch the video for this over on Patreon at the $5 level at level one. You'll get access to all the other video interviews plus some extra content as well. Um, At some point we talk about books and she shows us some of the books, so this would be a good one to catch on video. I'm so glad you're here and thank you for joining me today. And of course, I can't go any further without thanking my sponsor level patrons. So thank you to some of our new sponsor level patrons, to Benna, Sydney, and Sandra. And then thank you to my beautiful sponsor level patrons that have been with me for a while. Brianna, Jewel, Amy, Susie, Mariella, Erica, Brittany, Ingrid, Faith, Tara, Myriad, Noel, Sarah, and Luna. Thank you so much for your support over on Patreon and believing in me and the possibility department. I'm super excited for you guys to hear and listen to this interview today. It ended up being a bit more of a conversation. Um, I interviewed Sara Villanueva um, and we talked about feminism in the occult. I do want to preface by saying that I don't think either of us are an expert in feminism. I certainly am not. I um, You'll learn in the podcast if you haven't already that um, up until a couple years ago, I was kind of an anti-feminist. I had a lot of internalized uh, misogyny and some internalized issues there. But it was really cool and beautiful to talk to someone who was kind of further along, much further along on their feminism journey. Um, And so we had kind of an open conversation and we talked about the not like other girls phenomena, which I definitely (laughs) suffered from. Um, We talked about internalized patriarchy. And one of my favorite parts was um, she talked about what feminism means to her specifically and talked about how, in essence, it's just about caring about other people. It's about listening to other people. Um, It's about equal opportunity and just caring in general, caring for the environment, caring for people around you no matter who they are and being able to listen. And I think that's really important to note and to talk about now because a lot of mainstream feminism is not intersectional, right? It's very geared towards white women specifically and the needs of white women specifically. Um, and so to to hear an answer like that and to kind of talk about it through that lens that feminism in essence is caring for, for others and wanting to uplift each other. So um, it was a beautiful conversation. And um, then we go on to talk about feminism and the occult a little bit, some, some history tidbits, um, and we end it on a tarot note wrapping it up talking about her new tarot course which i'll give you more info on at the end so i hope you enjoy this as much as i did um it was definitely a learning experience for me like i said up until a couple years ago i was an anti-feminist so i'm very much still undoing a lot of the 
gunk that's like still inside me, if that makes sense. Um, I'm in a process of learning. So, um, you know, putting this out, I hope that wherever you're at on your journey, it, it it helps you. Maybe you maybe you don't identify as as a feminist. Um, give this a listen and um, let me know what you think. So without further ado, I hope you enjoy this interview with Sada. All right. Welcome to the podcast, Sada Villanueva. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. <laughs> I'm excited to have you on. Thank you for making the time difference work. Uh, you're in Spain. I'm in Texas. So this was <laughs> this was something this to was, figure out. <laughs> yeah, this was not easy. No. <laughs> Too much math. <laughs> so I've been excited to have you on for a while because you're, you're a patron on Patreon. I've known you for a while um, and you're a tarot reader and a tarot teacher. But what's really interesting about you and your practice is that um, I've noticed that you see a lot of the occult kind of through a feminist lens. Um, you kind of use it as a practice for empowerment through feminism. And that's particularly interesting to me because I think many people know through listening to the podcast that I used to be kind of an anti-feminist because I had a lot of that internalized misogyny kind of going on, internalized patriarchy. Ah, that, <laughs> yeah. that, is, that is so hard to get rid of. Like, it is. It is. And looking back on it, I'm like, oh, I needed feminism so bad. I, I yeah. needed it the most, you know, but I was so anti. I didn't I didn't want to admit that I needed it, which is a whole nother slew of anti-patriarchal values, right? Or yeah, anti-feminist like, patriarchal values. Yeah. They're not like other girls. Uh, yes. Yes. That's that's how I was. I was the not like other girls girl. Like, I am tough. I don't yeah. need it. <laughs> I'm one of the guys. Yeah, I'm, I'm, it's totally. Like, uh, you know, I, I'm an engineer. So yeah, I had it like a lot. Like I hated being and I, a lot of things to, to like, to wonder why. You know? yeah. Like, why do I hate this? Like, do I really not like pink because pink? Or right. what is going on here? Or do I not like it because I think it's going to make me look quote weak yeah right yeah <laughs> soft which soft. is a crime yeah, like, a crime who would dare to look soft here like <laughs> they won't take me seriously because i wear pink exactly exactly so <sighs> i i was like that um and so you know this is interesting to me for a lot of different reasons but um I think my first question for you, and this is obviously for you personally, to make it clear to all listeners, this isn't, you know, a blanket statement that covers everyone, but to you personally, do you see witchcraft as a feminist practice? I do. I, no? I do see it as a feminist practice because um, I consider... Uh, um, one of the characteristics of feminism is to care for the other. Mm -hmm. So uh, in this case, like uh, uh, through history, uh, wise women and healers, like they, their practices were, their goal was to care for, for the community, mm -hmm. so to, to give them hope, to, to alleviate their pain. So uh, to care for others, like to nurture them in, yeah. in a way. For example, um, um you have to thank this animal that you just hunted to to let their spirit to 
be be good with us so you have mm -hmm. good luck with the next hunt or uh, you have to drink this uh, drink this potion to not have uh, pain in, in your next period yeah or you have to not this red uh, string red cord uh, yeah the, you have to not this red string and uh, think thinking about your beloved and <laughs> buried in, yeah. in the in the under the new moon mm -hmm. that gave hope to people and that yeah. gave uh, like they they didn't feel so so lost without and things alone yeah, yeah without things they can't control so that's a, that's one of the reasons and and the other one like yeah what you said then not that alone Mm -hmm. um, witches were very conscious but we're very aware that we are in an ecosystem yeah and uh, they were very uh, they were they insisted on on taking care not only about our own person but our or uh, our, our ecosystem our yeah yeah and plants and animals and and other uh, communities that are around us because we have to have balanced yeah like the seasons like to work with the nature instead of against them yeah against and that's also like eco-feminism is <laughs> completely based on that like to work yeah. with <laughs> the, the earth instead mm -hmm. of doing our our own thing and hope that that it synchronizes that it works out yeah yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's uh, but yeah, that's basically it. The, that we feel uh, connected with, not only with each other, but with the, what surrounds us. Yeah, yeah. So you're saying, I guess, that, you know, like you said, these wise women and, and healers, that they were kind of providing um, an avenue maybe for other women to not feel so alone. In, in providing them like little secret rituals that they could do and, and healing and things that make you feel empowered when you're sort of chronically disempowered. Is that it? Yeah. I see. Yeah, completely, completely. Because not only other women, but uh -huh. other, like the whole community, because they were there when there was a birth, when there was a death. Mm -hmm. Like how, when do you feel more disempowered and more uh, lost than when yeah. that you love die? so those people were like they worked with you mm -hmm. in, in, that, in that moment and they they help you grieve like they 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 grieved with you they, yeah so uh and they understood somehow and they tried to to not fix the pain but mm -hmm. help you feel it and yeah have you overcome it in your own way and uh, to have someone that understands that that can work with you in that moment it it was like an essential part of of witchcraft in that moment it, uh, the the witch mm -hmm. helped in that yeah although at that point i'm assuming it wasn't called witchcraft yeah. right it, it was kind of the the cunning people which were men and women as well the cunning people yeah yeah they, like what you said in the in the other podcast uh, mm -hmm. the, the podcast series that you that you made was uh, it season of the witch i think i did a season yeah. of the witch podcast yeah yeah 
yeah I, I got a lot of things from there mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I will show you some books that uh, went deeper on that topic and and you like you get very angry when you read something about <laughs> that but I, I really have problems when reading about feminism but we will talk about it later yeah okay okay well, <laughs> well let's let's kind of segue in so I mean to you to you personally again this is a personal question and not a blanket for everyone but what does feminism mean to you like personally for you in your life well uh, I'm I'm from Spain mm -hmm. and I'm a cis I'm not trans and I'm a heterosexual woman so mm -hmm. that has shaped my view of feminism over the years right but um, mainly I think feminism means uh, equal opportunities mm -hmm. not, um, but there is a lot of a lot to unpack there right yeah so first <laughs> first I think uh, you need awareness because mm -hmm. you can't fight something you can't see so you need to be aware of the the things the the mm, situations the what oppresses you right. like you, you need to wonder why because sometimes uh you are so used to it that you just don't don't question it right and yeah. you have to be aware of what surrounds you and uh, the way you're treated and the way people that you love and that you care for are treated and why they feel oppressed or they feel depressed or mm -hmm. they they are not their best self that you know they can be yeah that's first mm -hmm. <laughs> the second one would be i think humility humility yeah. because you need to like there will be people not not only around you, but there will be people that suffer it uh, in different ways. And maybe right. you can't relate to that at all because mm -hmm. their experiences are so different and they have so such different influences and upbringings and that you wouldn't be able to, to even imagine what they're feeling. But you have to learn, you have to listen yeah. because that's the only thing that you can, like, they are hurting and they won't have an equal opportunity unless someone listens. Right, yeah. And the third thing, I think, is that you have to care. The, the only way that we can tear down the, the rotten system that is uh, oppressing us <laughs> and, and create a new one that has, uh, uh, that is good for everyone and that everyone can prosper under, is to care about each yeah. other, about the other person. Uh, uh, and it's not, um, it doesn't have to be soft because a lioness cares about her cubs, mm -hmm. but that rage has to have an origin in, in the care for other people. Yeah. Like it has to have a goal, like, uh, yeah, <clears throat> it has to, to, to come from from love after yeah. all. You know what I mean? <laughs> I do. No, that's a beautiful answer. Yeah, I mean, I, I get it. You're kind of, there's that rage for, you know, the, the mistreatment. There's the rage in wanting to change something, but that rage comes from a place of, 
of love and wanting to kind of uplift each other. Yeah. Um, and I love what you said about, you know, noticing, um, you know, maybe people that you love and how they're treated. But what came to mind as well is um, looking at the way people you love treat you. Because sometimes, you know, I've said that I had internalized patriarchy. Sometimes people you love treat you in ways that are oppressive and perhaps they don't know it. And that is a difficult conversation to have, which is a whole nother element. And I mean, what comes to mind for me is, um, you know, I spent my childhood in, in Brazil and there's still a lot of that. There's still a lot of that vibe of like, go make me my coffee kind of <laughs> because, because <laughs> I am your male, I am your male family member and you are a young lady. And so it is, that's, that's what happens. That's what you do. And when you grow up around that, you're just kind of like, oh, okay, this is, this is how it is. But um, I mean, I fortunately, I had kind of the duality of, you know, my, my mom's American and my dad is like a very progressive Brazilian man. <laughs> you know what I mean? So like it, we had that, but seeing that firsthand, it's like the, those have to be difficult conversations that you have to have with, with someone who's in your family, who's, who's there all the time. And you have to explain like, this is actually oppressive you know very good yeah, yeah. <laughs> totally that, one of the things that the, uh, awareness brings uh, to me to mind is that uh, you don't know where those oppressive uh, situations are and, uh, come from and mm -hmm. you you can be very surprised because yeah. I, don't know, uh, I have two little sisters like uh, we are majority <laughs> women in my family yeah but um, even so there are things that are like this doesn't fit like mm -hmm. it, you shouldn't because even so my sisters now are uh, grown up right. and, and we have grown into feminism but all of us the three of us had that not like other girls uh, mentality yeah. but uh, and and also with with the physical appearance mm -hmm. in my family like my mother was very insistent very very insistent that I had to to lose weight and I had to um yeah to lose weight that was the, <laughs> that is my my ongoing battle with my mom mm -hmm. but to to uh, put on makeup and to dress uh, more feminine and because he thought that that was something that would keep me out of some troubles mm -hmm. that would that wouldn't wouldn't gener generate problems for me yeah like if i wore skirts i hate skirts not like, not like other girls <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> and um you know for example when i stopped uh, dyeing my hair like it was last year mm -hmm. and uh she was like please don't do that you will look, <laughs> you will look old like uh, uh, dye your hair brown dye your hair black you would look up and I was like, mom, I don't want to. We are in the middle of the pandemic. I don't want to go to the line. Who cares? I, yeah. <laughs> I really don't want to go to the hairdressers. Like yeah. I want to spend the, less, the least time possible there. Yeah. And, um, and uh, I really wanted gray hair, like to dye my hair gray. Like mm -hmm. 
can see this is my natural hair yeah so you can you can see it's it's, on, it's white in some parts so, so I, I love had, it you look like a superhero <laughs> <laughs> it was my intention yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah the, 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 that's the thing that um, he can't like she dyes her hair like she looks it's not like she looks younger than me but yeah her hair is brown and she always uh, uh puts makes makeup on mm-hmm. i didn't have to because my my skin is okay and yeah. I, I i didn't have time to learn <laughs> yeah <laughs> to wear makeup and and she was like with me she was like that and with my sisters she was like slightly different but always with that in mind like mm-hmm. to be the most um, in line with with the um, with the perfect picture beauty. of what a woman yeah, should be yeah the, <laughs> the, beauty, the, the ideal beauty like yeah. my, one of my sisters is too thin mm-hmm. like she's she does a lot of sports she eats the healthiest of the family and my mom would always say you're too thin your skull is showing like she told her that yeah and, and it was like what <laughs> and it was like she did it from a place of love and mm. and we couldn't like i understand that but you're so deep into the patriarchy mom that that yeah you don't yeah and that's why the awareness and putting boundaries on on what you on what you consider that you should be treated uh, the way you should be treated is so important because if you're going to listen to other people's struggles you have to be very aware of yours yeah and, and uh, you have to to put that, those boundaries on and and be aware of where they come from and to know how you can relate and how you can't relate but right. to know that even if you don't relate to that, everything is coming from the same place. Yeah. You know it's all I mean? coming from the patriarchy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I, I love what you said. But I love what you said about not knowing when you can't relate as well and giving people validation in areas where, you know, you you can't relate to it at all, but you can still offer like your support. Because sometimes yeah. the worst thing you can do is to try to relate to everything when truly you can't, you know? So it's walking that line and knowing, like you said, knowing your own struggles, knowing your own boundaries, knowing where it all comes from within you so that you can sort of like offer that empathy and, and turn it outwards towards other people and help them. It's yeah. complicated, man. It-, <laughs> it is. It is. It is because we are like uh, getting out a lot of shit that came into like um the, we don't know where who put that on us mm-hmm. but we well, have centuries to, and centuries of yeah but it's not one person that we say okay i i heard that i listened to that or someone did that to me and now i have to heal from that it's yeah. not that it's everywhere everywhere yeah. and when you and when you realize that it's like oh wow like yeah. I never thought that I was being um, uh, marginalized or whatever in my in my degree when I did the, when I was an engineer and a student, mm-hmm. and but I was because you know the, just the fact that we were like fifteen girls and ninety boys in the same class. Yeah, 
and that uh, we we had the pressure to look good mm-hmm. to go to class and we have the, the like uh, there was there were moments like little moments like one teacher told me uh, uh, when when I went to to see one of my exams that I obviously failed mm-hmm. <clears throat> he he told me like yeah I don't know what you're doing here because you should be sweeping your house and, and <gasps> ironing the, your father's shirts and it was no. like yeah but uh, that was too out of line and I knew like you could like I didn't take it as an offense because it was clearly like like you're wrong and and you uh, you don't have the the reason here like I I I deserve to be here yeah but you you know I could defend to I could uh, attack that I could defend myself there Mm -hmm. but I couldn't defend myself when uh, uh, other like uh, with all this sexual uh, uh, I don't know how to say inappropriate behavior is that yeah, yeah. from my from my classmates for mm-hmm. example yeah for, uh, and, and uh, I don't know I I didn't know that that I didn't deserve that mm-hmm. like it was normal and it was normal it, it had always been normal yeah like we entered uh, <laughs> We didn't have to pay to go to the to the pubs, and we have to endure that. Right, and, and that just feels like a part of normal life because you're like, yeah. oh, things, things are just like this. This is just how they are. I mean, I I resonate with so much of that because when I had my you know I'm not like other girls phenomena going on, you know I thought again I thought like you I I thought I wasn't marginalized. Um, I I had no issues going up the ladder and getting promoted and all of these opportunities but i had to work 10 times harder than anyone around me i worked for free i worked off the clock i you know like i would do anything anything and then i ended up getting promoted and you know taking this other person's job and he was like this this white man and i saw that as like oh see i can go up the ladder and i I can do all these things and i can take other people's jobs but the fact is, is that he had that job before me and did like way less than I did. And I had to fight tooth and nail. And, and this is just in like a, a small retail store. You know what I mean? And this is just, yeah. this is just small. And I am fighting tooth and nail and scraping to, to show again and again and again and again and again that I'm tough and I'm not like other girls and I'll work as much as you want me to. And look at me, I only wear black. <laughs> you know, like. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I really like one of one uh, one scene of New Girl, the series with uh-huh. Zoe Channel, <clears throat> uh, because she's a, a teacher, a primary school teacher, and and there is a moment that she says, um, uh, "I like uh, polka dots, and I like sweets, and I find it fundamentally wrong that you don't like glitter." And- <laughs> Like, and that doesn't mean that I'm not tough. And he was like, I want to hug you. Come here. Yeah. Because it's true. Yeah. Like, they have, they, they taught us to hate these things, to, mm-hmm. to associate these things with, with softness and with weakness. And, and we can't allow ourselves to be weak. Mm-hmm. That's another, another. That's another, and that's a whole other thing that, that plays into the, 
the whole thing that we put on on men as well that they have to be so strong and that they're not allowed to cry and that they're not allowed to show it's it's toxic for everyone it's bad yeah. for everyone all genders everywhere it's bad yeah. it's bad yeah is the bottom line it, it is terrible like uh, i like the more i think about it the, the more i fume <laughs> right well shifting gears a little bit here um you know in in the past women have been kind of excluded from these healing practices or they've practiced and then been vilified for practicing. Um, and it, even in the occult, you know, if you look at like famous occultists, it's, it's typically men, right? Like it's, it's almost like when women do something, they're, they're vilified, but then when men do it, it's, you know, like a full round of, yeah, a full round of applause. Connected. Yeah. <laughs> But, and, and you know, that's, that's historically, but in our community now, it does feel like, um, you know, a lot of uh, esoteric and occult and witchcraft books and products and magazines and, and everything is kind of geared specifically towards women. So do you feel like it's kind of the opposite now where we need to really kind of like open up the gates for, for everyone, for, for all genders to participate and not be so woman centric okay um well i think that um specifically uh, towards men i think men never were never uh, out of the picture like uh, they they have all as as you said they have always been there one way or, not, or another like uh, yeah tarot story for example like uh, uh, you know you know that tarot was a thing but not until Jean-Marie Aliet with Etelia uh, got, got the the deck and uh, used it for occult purposes mm -hmm. purpose. so that was a man right. and then 100 years passed and uh, someone was using that or someone was like studying that and the next thing we know Arthur Waite and yeah and, and pamela uh, coleman smith ended have, up in the shadows <laughs> yeah yeah but uh, even when you know pamela coleman mm -hmm. you know her as his subordinate subordinate like right. she had ideas the, the creativity and she only draw mm -hmm. <laughs> so it's like this uh, yeah what you said men have always been like um mm, celebrated by because of things that women have been vilified for yeah so um i think um, it's a more like we have to compensate that uh, somehow mm. so um i think uh, we have we are living in a very patriarchal patriarchal uh, society and we have a, a lot of cultural conditioning <clears throat> mm -hmm. and uh, this cultural conditioning tells me that I'm more intuitive than my husband, for example, mm -hmm. and tells my husband that that those things about intuition and feelings and those are not his realm. Mm -hmm. So the thing is that I, what I think is that men should open up more in that uh, in that way to yeah. like they uh, we have been connected to the 
oh, I, I, I hate this, but to the divine masculine, mm-hmm. like outward, to outward energy, like too much. Mm-hmm. And uh, we need to go inwards somehow. And that is typically labeled as uh, feminine energy. And people who identify as masculine mm-hmm. are, uh, as, as men don't think that they have something to do with that. And yeah. even even if we have both, like we have to compensate being outwards and being active and being uh, mm, creating and producing and yeah uh, the time and being reflective is a woman's it it is label, labeled as a woman thing when right. it's really not because we should all be reflective of what we right do. we should all be reflecting upon our actions and reactions yes, it should please. not just like, be <laughs> yeah. we have to think about what we do and yeah. we have to listen to our intuition because it's uh-huh. it, it, it's something that we all have yeah and but men don't feel uh, that they belong there but it's not the women's work to to make them belong that it's i see there you know what i mean like yeah. they should uh, think about that and open up uh, to that. In fact, LG, LGTB uh, plus community, mm-hmm. they, uh, they have found uh, a safe space in the occult. Like you can see it in Instagram or whatever. Like yeah. they, there are a lot of people who, who identify as queer or, or as part of the collective that mm-hmm feel at home here because they received like they they ask things about themselves to society and the society gave them an answer and it Mm -hmm. didn't fit and they started looking for their own answers and they ended up naturally they ended up on in the occult Mm -hmm. but if you don't question that because you have to think outside the box but if you live inside the box comfortably because of your privileges as men do, as mm-hmm. these hetero men do, right? Yeah, uh, they you. It's harder for you to to identify the the problems of that, to mm-hmm. identify what you are missing because you are comfortable with the rest, like you are privileged. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like uh, <clears throat> this is this is something like awareness again mm-hmm. like you have to be aware of what is happening to you of what is happening uh, around you you have to be aware that uh, everyone has told you since you were like seven and you were like taller than a toddler mm-hmm. that men don't cry so why is that yeah like, you can't go like when you are going through heartbreak you don't meet your friends because it would be a bummer for them and it's normal to mm-hmm. not meet your friends when you need them most because you are going through a heart through heartbreak right and you have to wonder like it's uh, you have to wonder why that happens and mm-hmm. you have to wonder why you need uh why your sister has to uh, pick up the things out of the table and, uh, and not go you. to the kitchen and, and, and you can uh, be there and take a nap with your dad yeah, <laughs> in the sofa. Yeah. You have to wonder that. You have to, to ask why. Mm-hmm. And you are comfortable not asking why because if you ask why, you have to get up and help her. That's a great point. Yeah, yeah. 
So uh, the thing is that people, uh, men don't uh, like witchcraft. They are not in witchcraft. And witchcraft is not inclusive. No, it's not true. The thing is that they won't do the work to be included in that. Like they don't want to be included in that because they, that means that you have to do shadow work and they haven't had to do shadow work not a day in their, in their lives. Right, in the grand scheme of, of things. Yeah, yeah, I mean, in, in big shadow work. Yeah, like. <laughs> yeah, the, the big stuff. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the big stuff. When my, my husband is going through, well, went to therapy Mm-hmm. And, they, and he has uh, some problems at work and one of the problems was that he didn't feel empowered uh, in his work because of some, some things with his boss and his therapist told him like his therapist is also a man he told him that uh, it was because he was a man he was not a woman or a, or a queer man or, or a, like he was not a person who had to be empowered before, who had to feel empowered before because he so was he's just he just born with power. That's the, yeah, that's because it. he was a human. Everyone empowered them, uh, empowered him like all the time. You know, oh, you I see. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, he didn't have to fight for that power. So now that he has to, like, he doesn't know how. Wow. That's so you know interesting. I mean? It's so deep. There's so many layers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, this is, this is, this is. Hard. Yeah. Yeah. No, I see what you're saying though, that a lot of what's happening in the occult and the witchcraft community is kind of, it's, it's a lot of movement and thought that's, that's counteractive to, to patriarchy. And so if, you know, if men want to come be a part of that, that's counteractive to patriarchy, then that's amazing come in, come help, but we can't do that work for you or come like hunt or chase you down. Um, and this is for people who want, not everyone has to be a part of the occult community. Not everyone has to do witchcraft. Many women will, will never do witchcraft, you know, like many men, all genders, like it's not something that everyone has to do. But the, I think what you're saying here, and correct me if I'm wrong, is that the activity that's happening in the occult and witchcraft community is kind of like this big ball of energy that's sort of counteractive to patriarchal values. And so, you know, if you want to be a part of that, then come be a part of it. But we also can't chase you down and tell you what patriarchal values are and how, is that kind yeah. of where you're getting? Okay. Yeah, the thing is that uh, uh, if you if you want to be a part of witchcraft or, or the occult uh, world, which is great, mm-hmm. like it is open for you, but you have to be aware of your privilege, and you have yeah. to be uh, you have to know that we are all in this together, and you don't have the privileges that you have in your normal life outside of this because you right. have to work for that. You have to work for it as everyone has. Mm-hmm. Uh, everyone is working for it currently like you have to work for enlightenment you have to work for for through shadow work you have mm-hmm. to reflect on what you do you have to you have to meditate you have to know what is happening yeah. and and those things maybe you don't like that because you have to uh, get face to face with truths that you are not ready to to uh, to to know face. Or to, yeah yeah it's like it's it's un it's it's uncomfortable i mean i'm 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 you know as we touched on i'm a woman who i think was really steeped in 
patriarchy. And for me to look at that and find that and look back on that and to tell people that and to admit that it's, it's cringy, man. It's uncomfortable. Like it's uncomfortable stuff. So I, I definitely, I get what you're saying. It's very complicated, many layers, many layers, but yeah, it is, um, it is. But the thing is that men, of course, we can come to, to, to the occult world, but they have to be aware of their, of what, of who they are. And, and they have to leave things behind. Like uh, they have to leave their uh, entitlement behind, mm -hmm. for example, because they are not entitled to anything here because yeah. no one is. And you yeah. have to, like, you don't, you're not more entitled, entitled to something than any other person. Like, right. you have right. to access this the same, uh, with, in, following the same path as everyone else. And to get them out of, of that pedestal, of, of that place, mm -hmm. and to put them uh, in, on the ground with everyone else, yeah, that may seem like, the, uh, like oppression <laughs> or mm -hmm. like uh, uh, that uh, something is going on against them. Because like they discrimination, have, it might seem yeah, like that, yeah. It might seem like that, but, uh -huh. you know, I, I have been reading things uh, that uh, assume that I was a man wh while reading them. like uh, All the time, yeah. Yeah, all the time, because mm -hmm. Spanish is a very gendered uh, language. Mm -hmm. And it's all con constant, continuous. And if I write something and I assume you're a woman and you're a man, you're going to feel discriminated. Yeah. And I don't... And, and that is one of the, the things that they feel like this doesn't include me. Yeah. That's not true. <laughs> like, yeah, that's not true because I, I assume that the masculine was the general, like to, to generalize if, mm -hmm. if there was one man in a class of uh, 30 persons, 30 people, well, if, if there was one boy, we use a masculine. Yes. And, it's, and it's... I don't feel discriminate like I should but I don't feel discriminated because of that yeah I, I see let me explain that for listeners because we have the same thing in, in Portuguese so Portuguese and Spanish are gendered language languages so even objects have a gender they have um, male female yes. or uh, you know um, and so what happens is if you have a group of people and it's you know 30 women and one guy if there's one guy in that group, you address the entire group as if they were male. And that's just inherently part of the language. There is no gender neutral term. It's either male or female. And if there is the presence of one man, you address that entire group in, in the verbiage, maybe not so much with what you're saying. That depends on the, on the person, but the verbiage and the words that you're using, you address them as if they were male. So I just wanted to explain that for, yeah. for listeners. But I, I get what you're saying that um, I guess in the witchcraft and occult community, you're not just going to be placed above everyone else and listened to because you're a cis white male. Granted, there are cis white males in the occult community who are very prominent and very knowledgeable and write books and they're beautiful and wonderful, but that's because they've they've just done really great work and like, they've you know, it's, earned it's it. yeah, yeah, they've earned it. So it's not, you can't just like step in and be an expert just because you're a cis white guy. Um, so, okay. I see what you're saying now. Very <laughs> many layers. 
Yes, yes. They're, yeah. They're okay. Well, let's let's shift gears to tarot because I know that you're a, a you know you're a tarot reader and a tarot teacher. Um, so, what do you find that people come looking for the most in in the tarot occult world? Like, what are people looking for through tarot? Is it em- empowerment, like we were talking about, with you know a lot of people gravitate towards witchcraft to find empowerment? Have you found that to be true? Well, yes, but but I think that they mostly want guidance, like uh, not to know what the future will bring, but uh, guidance in the sense that uh, there are a lot of things happening and uh, very quickly, um, a lot of things, and I need to know a picture of what is going on and Mm -hmm. how can I navigate that. Like they can have uh, the advice position and that's okay, but the main thing that they are looking for Maybe that's how I see it because that's the way I like to read the, mm-hmm. the cards. Okay, but uh, I think guidance is the most requested thing. Requested uh, thing because they, I think we don't stop. Like things happen too fast, and sometimes you need to slow down and and think about what is going on and how you feel and how others feel and, and how that plays out uh, with with the relationships and and sometimes you need tarot to to kick your butt and yeah tell you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah you do <laughs> but yeah mo- mostly guidance i think empowerment too mm-hmm. but, um, i don't know i i feel like we need to listen to our intuition more and mm-hmm. tarot is a like confirmation of our suspicions most of the time it is yeah it's a good vehicle for you to be able to it's a good vehicle to access your intuition when you're feeling disconnected it's also a good vehicle for you to access your intuition even in the beginning you know even even in the beginning if you don't know the meanings and you can just look at the card and look at the image you're going to get some answers it's it's a good vehicle for you to kind of access that intuition if you have trouble doing it which i think mm-hmm. in turn does empower you you know um yeah because you trust yourself more mm-hmm. like the thing is that um you need like when usually when i when i do a reading i i don't do many readings for others but when i do uh usually people know what they what they are going to see like mm-hmm. yeah they me, do yes <laughs> just, just to confirm that yeah. you know and and the cards always deliver like mm-hmm. it's and the thing is that um they know what they're what i'm going to say and and when when i start describing the card and what it means they they will tell me what what i'm talking what i'm talking about like yeah. they they will complete the story like why I, I see the cards as as a structure and you you put the content on them mm-hmm. like i'm like more like a story archetypes like the the uh, hero's journey mm-hmm. more, a, a bit like that not not exactly that, like that but a bit like that you have the cards and you put uh, you individually put information on them like yeah. you have this archetype what does it mean? Who are I talking about? Tell me. Like, what mm-hmm. is going on in your life that fits here? Yeah. 
and and they tell me and it it fits like when when i have communic good communication with the current they just like it flows like yeah you get the whole story with the cards because they know they know what what i see what i'm seeing yeah they know the story and they they like i i'm asking and they end up telling me the whole the whole story and the tarot just confirms what mm -hmm. your uh, what your suspicions and uh, i think that's beautiful because of that because mm -hmm. you trusting uh, yourself more because the cars confirm that yeah you were right yeah i am going to ask you something that i ask every tarot reader ever how do you think tarot works do you think it's like a because i mean i've said it i said it on a podcast with Brittany. i think i said it on the podcast with uh jamie who is the creator of the key tarot that i'm you know, I, I do readings for people. I mostly do Oracle mixed with tarot because I'm not, you know, a great tarot reader. But um, I, the, the similarities are so weird. Like last week, I, um, I do the same readings for the same four people every week. And I mean, <laughs> it's almost like they even get on the same wavelength where like their readings are the same and they're like in the same energy but it's completely different decks and different cards and there was one reading where i you know i drew like the same card for everyone and every reading consecutively just weird little and i've experimented with this one was kind of weird i experimented with doing readings for them before i listen to their voice memo because they send me voice memos every week with like what they want a reading about you know and i've experimented with doing those readings before i get the voice memo and it still comes out like weirdly synchronistic and incredibly so i everyone knows that i kind of i i sit more on the psychological side of things most of the time but there is something weird so how <laughs> How do you think, how, how does it work? How, what do you I, think? What's your theory? Yeah, I, I honestly don't know. I'm, I'm, okay, good. <laughs> I, I would like, I would really like to, to okay. give an answer here, but, but I honestly don't know. Like, I did a reading recently for a, a friend of mine, uh, a New Year reading. Mm -hmm. It's a Little Red Tarot's uh, New Year's spread, which is lovely, and I really like it. Um, one of the positions is the tool that you mm -hmm. have to make to 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 make the future come true. And uh, I had been uh, doing the the year card, the year the major arcana of the year for oh. people on Instagram. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> And in this case, uh, the tool was justice. And I was like, okay, it can work. Like it, it made sense with, yeah. with everything. And I told her, like, I, I read the cards and I told her and she told me some, some very <laughs> specific things, like, like she was cutting people off because they didn't treat her right and and she felt like she need she needed some justice in how was how she was treated so it made sense okay mm -hmm. and later i was like this girl didn't answer my my call about wh what is your year card i'm going to make it for her and it was justice 
Ari was like, okay, sure. <laughs> and Ari was like, yes, of course. But right. yeah, those that kind of things happen a lot. Like mm-hmm. much more frequently than I thought they would be. Like, you know, I'm a science girl. So mm-hmm. you're an engineer. I, so so yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I also uh try to to make sense of it <laughs> to, mm. to get some sense of it like yes it's normal because you see what you want to see but it's like no you right there's something weird shuffle the deck like twice and it like the same cards came out like mm-hmm. this is like statistically impossible so no right yeah there's 70 yeah. Car- 78 cards in that deck and like you know, I think it's happened to everyone where you want to just draw, a, you're feeling weird, you just want a one card pull for yourself, and then, <laughs> I don't know, you pull like the three of hearts or the tower or something, you're like, no, 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 reshuffle, <laughs> and then you get no. the same one again. <laughs> and yeah, and the tower appears again. Yeah. Like, Thank you. Like, yeah. I Honestly, I like the tower a lot because it I do too. That, yeah, but I, 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 it means that some, when whenever I see the tower, it's like something is going is falling down that I haven't been brave enough to to tear down myself before. Yeah, like I I know exactly what is going down. Yeah, <laughs> whenever yeah, yeah. I see the the tower, so I like it, but it's like it's chaotic. It, it's it causes chaos, and there's like you know there's a lot of misrule that happens post tower. I think depending on what it's about, but in a way, it's kind of like, oh okay, the world's gonna tear this down for me because I yeah. wasn't brave <laughs> enough to do it myself. So yeah, <laughs> I mean, so yeah, <laughs> yeah, but it's it's kind of liberating, but uh-huh. in the, in the hard way. Like I know this was like. Uh, stuck here for too long and, yeah. and the universe is taking care of it because it's like come on girl <laughs> I'm going to teach your job because you didn't you didn't deliver here yeah yeah but oh. yeah I, no I, I honestly have no idea I, I really tried to to understand it before like mm-hmm. uh, I I use I usually think about it psychologically too mm-hmm. the, the hero's journey or the uh, fool's journey or the tarot in general um, yeah I'm trying to to see that i'm going to read each card in a different under a different light depending on myself on what i'm feeling on how i'm uh, how i'm facing the problem and but yeah the the, the recurrent cards the stalker cards what is up with that? The persistent card. I'm, I'm calling them the persistent card because stalker is a bit creepy to me. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like, why? Like, I, I've been, I think I've done like maybe 10 uh, uh, readings for myself in this mm-hmm. year. And I got the higher fund, eight of them. Like, what are you trying to tell me? Man? And that's the like, card. Isn't that the card of the year for 2021 as well? I think so, yeah. Because they do, I don't know, they do something with numerology every year where they yeah. assign a card of the year. And I think 2021, which uh, goes up to five, two plus two plus one, five, which yeah. is the, the higher fund. Okay. And it has come nonstop for me. And it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to do a deep dive with you because I don't, I like, I don't understand. What, yeah. Why, talk to me. Like, 
but yeah, yeah. I, well, I, I mean, I, that's part of what keeps tarot interesting as well is that it just it kind of keeps surprising you, and maybe that's part of the the mystery as well. You know what I mean? It's like we don't necessarily need to know, although pondering upon it is kind of fun. Um, yeah, I but, agree. Um, I know that you use tarot as as a tool for like empowerment and transformation, and you have a course that you're going to do. So I would love for uh, for you to tell us about that course and where we can find you um, and how people can register for that course. I've seen the slides for this course, guys. It's big and it's good, <laughs> and I'm gonna be there. So <laughs> why don't you tell us about uh, that? Okay, um, uh, the course is called Tarot and, Tarot and Personal Transformation, and it will be in March, in March 13th. And we, I'll, let me check the, the hour of it. Uh, it would be 10 to 12 CST, adjust for your time zone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we checked out this before. There will be a replay so for those who can't make it. And uh, yeah, the price is $15. Just uh, email me and I will uh, send you the PayPal link to to register to the course. I'm very excited about it because it, it's like, it's very dear to me. It's a, a, a review of Tarot from zero, like <laughs> from the very beginner level. I do um, an introduction about witchcraft and uh, how white tarot is uh, useful now in in our lives, in our mm -hmm. current society, and why witchcraft practices, uh, occult practices, are can be very productive, very um, not productive, but uh, very useful for us, like, and can help us uh, feel. Uh, that um, spiritual void that we might feel in a yeah. uh, time that we are like uh, going too fast and uh, thinking too little right <laughs> Ref not reflecting enough yeah yeah mercury retrograde guys yep. <laughs> and, oh, yeah. <laughs> and um yeah i uh, talked about I talk about uh, tarot from the beginning like uh, if you have a deck uh, I recommend you have it with you while we do the course but I will have like 15 decks from myself here so I can show you uh, uh, life while what we are talking about and yeah I um talk about uh, from that from tarot and witchcraft and nowadays how can they help us uh, understand ourselves better to the cards um, a brief overview because we can't go too deep in mm -hmm. there are like six month courses right yeah so just uh, to start uh, connecting with them and a bit of how to read for others and how to to read for yourself how to start up how to set up a ritual you know to to start with tarot and to start using this amazing tool so this would be good for a beginner then 
right? Yeah, it is. It, it will be very good for, for starting with tarot. Like you have a deck and you don't know where to start because there are too many cards. Mm-hmm. They are too many cards. You're right. not crazy. They yeah. <laughs> and and um, yeah, it will be, it will be good for, for beginners. If you know how to read cards, maybe you can get something from like, it's always nice to to listen to have another point of view so it 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 can be interesting too but yeah mostly for beginners for beginners uh, they will get the most of it i think yeah well i mean i use tarot in in some of my weekly readings but i mean i i need this class i'm super (laughs) i do i mean tarot's Tarot is, is complicated. There's like, there's a lot, you know? So I, I think it's going to be, I mean, also it's, it's a two hour, it's approximately about a two hour course guys. And it's only $15. So if you have been thinking about getting into tarot, like I said, I've seen the slides, I've seen the overview and it's, it's, it's a lot of info. It's going to be really enlightening. I'm going to be there. I'm going to bring my tarot deck and it's going to be really exciting. So um, thank you so much for coming on, Sarah. Everything is going to be linked me. below. And I just, I appreciate you coming on so much and sharing all of your insight. Honestly, I learned a lot today. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I, I really love to be here today. Well, there you have it. I hope you enjoyed that interview. Make sure that you go to the links uh, below, wherever you are, wherever wherever you're watching this or listening. Uh, Make sure you go to the links and check her out on Instagram and her website. And also make sure to um, email or DM her so you can get in for that course. That is the Tarot and Personal Transformation course. It's going to be $15. It's going to be approximately around a two hour course, which I think is a huge value. Like I said, I've seen the slides myself um, and I'm super excited for it. I'm going to be there and it's going to be March 13th at 10 a.m. CST. So adjust for your time zone. And if you can't make it, there's going to be a replay. So I hope to see you there. I hope that we'll get to learn about tarot together. Um, And thank you for being here with me today. Stay mysterious.